Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Group on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 476. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk some football. Yeah, we got to talk about the XFL. We're talking about uh, American high school football. We're talking about idiots. Uh, we're talking about a lot of idiots. Uh, media is having a blitz. Uh, MLSE, what is what is Rod Pedersen's, Peterson's really pissed off about this? Winnipeg Blue Bombers? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, um, so let's talk some football and go on and do everything. I don't really have a rant because there's nothing going on. I really don't think there's that much that happened over the last week that I can get pissed off at. We're going to get pissed off at a couple of things that uh, did happen. We're going to get into some really good discussions about the XFL mer- possible merger or rules merger or something else. Uh, Will and I were talking about this off the air before we started. Uh, Charles came in late, so he didn't really actually have fun with that. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have, gonna get down and get dirty with this one and uh, see what happens. Okay, so I'm gonna open the, both uh, the lines here, Charles. Uh, yours isn't going. There it is. Uh, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. You know, hey, yep. it's 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 almost summertime like spring here it's uh, uh not going below zero at night now or some nights so that's still mm-hmm. a plus for me so the, the snow yeah. the ice is melting and 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 we're starting to get things dried out um, we do only have seasons up here fucking hot fucking cold and mud and right now we're in mud well, the last two days, days down here were, were very summer-like until today. It actually been four or five days in a row been like that until today, and the rain came back with a vengeance, and we had uh, hail a few hours ago, and not a nice day here today. Well, there you go. Actually, I'm, I'm, I think I'm coming down next weekend. Not this weekend coming up, but the one after. I'm going to go down and see my mom, so we'll see what happens. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're trying. We, I've been trying to stop and say hi to you on my way in and out sometime, and it's just always never yeah, enough. We keep time. missing each other. Yep. Yeah, I know, and and, and you, you absolutely refuse to ship these bubble heads up to me, so I, I'm going to have to come down and get them. I think. Oh Jesus, yeah. I just, I don't refuse. I just always forget about it, even though you you uh, remind reminded me all the time, you twenty two uh, times. Oh, mm, mm, Talk to my wife about that. You guys will be in the same boat, trust me, <laughs> about reminding me st- about stuff. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Well, it, it, it happens, it happens. If I, if I can get down there, yep. I, I like to stop at the NW Watcom for dinner. That's yep. usually my stop. So I just have to be smart enough to, to send you a message early enough and say, hey, look, I haven't be there in half an hour. You just sit, come down, and then that yeah. would happen. Okay. Exactly. And, and whether you, you, you do or you don't. But uh, I just, yeah. I just, I don't know. I just never get around to it. I'll start until mm-hmm. it's too late. Oh, I'm just finishing eating. Oh, I forgot, girls. Yep. Like you forgetting a bobblehead. Right. 
I don't know what that is. Okay. So um, let's get William in here. Buddy, how are you doing? I'm here. Tell the viewers what a wonderful life you're having. Well, you know what? And you just you just mentioned something. And since there's not a lot to look forward to this year, okay, because of the situation we're all in, I yes. am looking forward to the summer. I am looking forward to the summer so that I can actually sit outside and, you know, do whatever it is that you do when you sit outside. Right. Okay? So, so you're, you're not going to go camping or anything like that, are you? You're just talking about sitting out in your backyard there and enjoying life. Is that correct? I'm not going to what? I'm not going to what? Go camping? Go do some outdoors? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a camper, Christopher. Yeah. Or, sorry, my wife, my wife isn't a camper, okay? My concept so, of camping is... I can't see Will camping. Like or something, right? No, That's no, no, Char- Charles, Charles, Charles. You, you, yeah? you shouldn't say things like that. Because in my okay. 20s, sir, in my 20s, every Friday night... Me and my buddies would load our canoes on our vehicles, drive out to wherever, put as much beer and as much as much beer and potatoes as we could carry, and we'd go canoeing and we'd fish all weekend and eat what we found and so on and so forth. So Fair as you know Manitoba Manitoba is the place of a thousand lakes. But my wife is allergic to everything on the face of the earth. She cannot camp. So that's why I've never really done any, anything since I moved to Alberta. So I'd like to, but I, I don't think it's my style anymore because I really do like to have a shower every day. So, you know, what can I say? I'm domesticated. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I don't. I actually like camping. The only part I don't like is I don't like to sleep on the ground. Yeah, but you can get around that now. There's all kinds of things you can buy. That oh yeah, you, the air, you can get like air mattresses and stuff like that. That's true. And you can get beds and cots that are really dirt cheap. So there's yep. all kinds of ways to do that. Or you've got Fair an enough. SUV. You can, throw a mat- you can throw a mattress in the back of your SUV and sleep that way. That's so, true. There's all kinds of ways. I've been watching. Yeah, I've been watching still videos not doing lately. it. I'm still not I've doing it. Videos, I've been watching videos lately called the van life, and I really am interested in buying a van and renovating it and then traveling the world in it. But You're I don't idiot. think that'll ever happen. I don't think that'll ever happen because my wife doesn't like that kind of stuff. So, what can I say? Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Huh. No, I don't either. I don't either. So Funny, I guess know. the only thing I can hope. I guess the only thing I can hope for is is three months every year in Las Vegas. How does that sound? Yeah, I just don't think that'll happen. Mm. Well, You're not having I much luck with that this year, right now. Eventually, no, might, I'm not just, right now. Well, no, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and we decided. I mean, we when we go there, we do tend to. It's a not an it's not a cheap ten days for us, and I don't want right. to spend that kind of money. I don't want to spend that kind of money if it's only half open. So fair enough. So. So that's not going to happen this year. It'll probably happen next year, though. I see. Unless every unless everybody dies from COVID, but then I won't have to worry about it. So, just saying. Hmm. You know, hmm. by that time they should have vaccine stands on every corner. 
Yeah, I don't think we're anyway. going there. I don't think we're going to go there tonight. Nope, nope, no, nope. We it's shouldn't not go there at all. Probably okay, a good so idea. since Charles is here, we actually do the, um, the, the, the week in review. And uh, yep. now two things that have been brought to my attention about our, our, our pool here is one is Sparky uh, has said that we're going to have to double up a couple of weeks because right now – the Grey Cup week will actually be in week one or week two of the real season if it happens. So I don't know what your thoughts are. Should we just do an extra week tonight and then Mark won't have his picks in? <laughs> I like that idea. That's a good point. See what you missed when you're not here. here. Did, if you can't come on the show, you deserve, to get, you deserve to get kicked in the bag, okay? It's that simple. I know I know you have to work, Mark. We all have to work, okay? So. Yeah. I was going to say something, but it would be very racist, and I won't. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, don't, let's, don't, don't, let's, don't, 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 no, not a day. Okay, so last week, uh, week 13 of the CFL season, the 2021 CFL season, virtual dice rolling thing. Oh, what I was trying to tell you is that Spark has brought a couple of things to my attention. One was that the, we, we have to double up a couple of weeks, and it was that he fucked up last week. And I know that he's given us a, a, the, the, this thing here. I just wanted to know whether or not he had the points from the week before and I didn't know and I sent a message to him and he hasn't responded so what can I say? Uh, I would have to believe that he is so spious that he did correct his mistake because I think he felt really bad about it and uh, and, and fixed all the points and everything else. Will's, Charles, Mark actually it was uh, Will and myself I think missed, lost the points and Mark was given extra points so um I, 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 I think that's been corrected. Uh, it, scores are getting pretty tight here for everybody but Will. seems to be running away with the thing. So uh, we're just going to ignore that, and hopefully Sparky will just send us a message that says, yes, I fixed them all, I, I'm awesome. Or you go, oh, fuck, man, I screwed up again, and I'll fix it next uh, week, which I, is kind of what I hope. It will be the well, second one. figured out a- have we figured out a punishment yet for him fucking up? I think we should dock his salary, okay? That's what I think we should do. <laughs> so he has to pay us? That's right. Yes. That's right. He has that to works. pay us for the privilege Cause, of Because we're not paying this, okay? him anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, what were you going to say there, Charles? <laughs> What's that? You were going to say something when I wanted to dock his salary? I was going to say, no. if he's getting uh, salary and I'm not, uh, I'm, I see that something's going wrong here. Well, you guys are all one up. I, I'm the only one that's really getting hosed out of this whole thing. Fair well, enough. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that story later, aren't we? <laughs> what story? Of somebody being upset about somebody getting a salary and he was not? 
Yes, 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 we are. Yeah. Se- yes. Segment four. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That'll be interesting. It will be. He's a, he's a dipshit and he's a slap in the head. Okay, and, and I'm going to do it. Okay, so let's – last week in week 13, there were five games. This was the Labor Day rematch. No, this was the Labor Day games. Um, so we had Hamilton into Toronto. Um, Hamilton was a five-point handicap. Toronto with a five-point handicap. And the score came out 21-48 for Toronto. I had Toronto, and I went and picked Ham- and changed it to Hamilton. I'm really kind of bummed about that. Uh, Charles uh, picked uh, the, the Toronto. Will and CJ picked Hamilton, and Mark had no picks. Okay, so uh, next so game he was get he gets he gets no points. No, no points. No points. No picks. No points. Okay. So the second game was the Montreal Alouettes went into Ottawa, and they were both five-point handicaps there. And the dice rolled out, and Montreal, very respectable, 30 points. Uh, now Ottawa, 56. Okay? So CJ was the only one that picked Ottawa there, so he got two points for this one. Uh, the third game was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and into Saskatchewan. Uh, Winnipeg had a 10-point handicap, 10-point handicap, and uh, we still took Winnipeg straight across the board except for Mark because nobody likes Saskatchewan, and we couldn't just bring ourselves to picking Saskatchewan. I don't know. Charles does every once in a while, but, hey, you know what? There's no way that I am, and I'm pretty sure Will's not either. Uh, never. So, never, exactly. So 10-point handicap against Winnipeg, and Winnipeg came out on top, even with the handicap, 34-16. to 16. Yeah, pummel those goddamn riders' asses. I love it, okay? So, again, two points straight across the board, except for Mark, who had no pick. So he got zero points. Donut. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. That, I had there to was do only it. one one thing that yeah no it's perfectly fine. There's a, there's actually one that would have been better I think. Losing Which horn. Yeah, that? no, that was it. That was it. That was it. Never mind. Sorry, oh. my bad. Yeah. Um, the fourth game of the week was actually a uh, rematch. Was the um between Toronto and Hamilton. They only had a five-day turnaround, so it was not very good for them. Uh, Toronto had a 10-point handicap because it was 5-5 five and five before because Hamilton was the visiting team and Toronto was the lesser team. Now Toronto's the visitor and the lesser team. Um, and uh, they scored 42 points. Hamilton only came in with 16. Charles was the only one that took Toronto. Will and CJ picked Hamilton again, and we got no points for that. And Mark was no pick, so he got zero points. Sparky actually put in no pick, no pick, no pick, no pick, no pick for Mark. I love it. It was Okay, and the final game, the final game of week 13 was the Edmonton Eskimos into Calgary to play the Stampeders. Now, this is the... Labor Day Classic game in Alberta. Not the Battle of Alberta, because the uh, Battle of Alberta is this week coming up. Should be, anyhow. Uh, Edmonton into Calgary into Edmonton. Uh, So this is historically a Calgary victory. 
right? Because Calgary whoops their ass. Um, Edmonton has 10 points. Uh, handicap on this because the visitors and ranked team. So they lost 10 points, ended up with 32, but Calgary, oh my God, 63 points. Big victory for Calgary. CJ picked Edmonton. I got a donut. Mark had no pick and zero points for Mark. Q Charles. Oh, oh shoot. And, and Charles and Will both got two points. <laughs> too late on that one you were very late on that one okay yep. so here's the panelist standings and we've had a monumental shift in the standings will is out in the lead with 58 points he's on a landslide victory here uh never mind i'm not going to go there um charles okay. has overtaken mark into second place why because mark had no picks all week long on five games. He got zeros. And Charles, out of five games, picked four of them right. So he got a big whopping eight points for the week. So he moves up into 46 points into second place. And Mark, with no points for the week, is at 44. And CJ picked up four points, and moved oh, up to 40, 40 points. Yeah, shoot. I was kind of waiting for it. I gave you time. And, Sorry, uh, I should have thrown that in there. I wasn't ready for I, that. Really? You're not ready for what I – you should know now what I'm about to do. I know. By now I should have, yeah. <laughs> okay. And so, Hey, Christopher, just, just so you know, uh, Sparky did correct his mistakes. Oh, did he text? Yes. No, I just got the. I just did the math, and I only oh, had okay. my 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 total number increased by six points, but I only had four points this week. So he did fix it. Okay, I, so, I agree. He is. He's very studious about it and very very cautious about things. And and I think he felt bad that he fucked up, but you know he fucked up. There's no way around it. He just did. He fucked the dog on that one. And, <laughs> And, uh, yep. and uh, yes, yes, and I, I'm, I'm sure he did fix the points, and I knew he would have. But I, I was just kind of needed to throw that, that, that jab in there, just kind of like what I've been doing with Mark having no points this week at all, zero points. Do you want to do it, Charles? Okay, we both did it that time. Yep. Okay. Enough That's kind of what the panelist standings are. Let's do this again. Will's got 54. Charles has 46. Mark has 44. CJ has 40. Okay? The standings are in the Western Division are the Saskatchewan Rough Riders at 7 and 5, Calgary at 6 and 5, Winnipeg at 6 and 5, Edmonton at 4 and 7, and BC at 3 and 8. I'm very embarrassed with the BC Lions right now. Um, Eastern Division standings are this way. Montreal, head of the league, top of the league at 8-4. Toronto at 6-6. Six six. Ottawa at 6-6. Six six. Hamilton at 6-6. Six six. We have a three-way tie for second place in the East. And, guys, this is the closest we have ever had 
in the history of the CFL to an Eastern crossover. Huh. And it can only happen in a fake season. It can only happen in a fake season because there's no fucking any mm-hmm. East team is going to be better than three West teams because they have to be greater than the third, fourth, and fifth place in the West. It's mathematically impossible. It's not mathematically impossible, but there's no fucking way it's going to happen. We know better. There's no way that three Western teams are going to shit at the bed. I can't oh. see it. I don't. I don't. I don't. This week, which is going to be week 14, I believe, has only three games because they've played a couple already. The Toronto game. Uh, We had five last week. And uh, so we've got the Banjo Bowl this week. Saskatchewan Rough Riders at minus five handicap. Going into a paying minus five handicap. Mark is taking Winnipeg on this one. Charles, who you got? Oh, banjo bowl. I, we, should, we need to have a button with banjo music. Um, oh, can you? I know up? you said earlier that I can. I have to figure out how to do that. I just don't. Uh, I won't do it now. Uh, but I know you said earlier that I'm one of the only ones that normally will take that will take Saskatchewan. I'm not going to do it this time though. Uh, taking it is uh, too much. Uh, I'll take Winnipeg. Okay. William? Winnipeg. And CJ takes Winnipeg. Okay. And Mark's pick was Winnipeg. I think I said that at the beginning, just about a better reiterate it just because uh, Sparky needs to hear it. Um, Yeah. I mean, we took Winnipeg when they were 10 point underdogs. Now they're even. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking the. Taking the points on this one. Okay, the Battle of Alberta. Calgary Stampeders would be a minus five handicap going into Edmonton to play the Esmos, who are lower ranked at minus five. So they're both at five. So points are straight across on all games this week, by the way. Uh, Calgary and Edmonton. Charles, who are you going to take? Ooh, Battle of Alberta. Well, last week game... You know what? I'm just going to go with Edmonton. Why give reasoning? <laughs> it's a coin flip <laughs> or a dice roll or whatever. William? Uh, Calgary. Okay. Well, I forgot to say this. Mark took Edmonton. Uh, I have to get some gain some ground on Charles here, so I am going to have to take Calgary, even though I don't want to. Or I'm just going to lose ground. One or the other. Uh, the third game here is... Uh, oh, there was a yawn. Uh, Ottawa into BC. Both are <laughs> minus five handicap. Um, Charles, who are you taking here? Ooh, well, it's BC, so <laughs> I really don't, don't really need to ask. So I'm going to okay. just take the Lions. Surprise, okay. surprise. Mark took Ottawa on this one, I think, only because he knew that you would be taking BC. And I don't believe that he coin flips when we're not around. I think that's just the – and I don't think his coin flips actually are doing anything. I think he may just make the noise, but he's just picking. Um, William? Yes. 
Ottawa, um, I'm BC, going to pick, even points. I'm going to pick the, the BC Lions because I will never pick a team that has Matt What's-His-Face as the quarterback. Nichols. <laughs> Nichols. Yes, that's okay. it. See, I don't even remember his last name. <laughs> I, I think I think they should get rid of Matt Nichols and re-sign Marcus Crandall. I I, I don't don't argue with you, but um, I see I, I I don't remember his first name. I just remember Nichols, right? I never remember what his name is. That's because that's what he should be paid. Nichols, yes. Yeah, Nichols. Okay, well, CJ is taking BC. I don't know whether or not I said that, but I know that Sparky would have to ask me later. But uh, I always take BC. Sparky, there's no problems with that. Uh, where are we here? Oh, that's it. That's it. That's a wrap on the... On the... Oh, what is this big bag of popcorn going in my drawer? Okay. So, moving on. Three Down Nation puts out an article. Basically, uh, it's about Rod Peterson, isn't it? No. Uh, well, it was basically what uh, from his, sh- I think, based off of his show. Or right. Like, Rod Peterson did a show, so on, and yeah. the Three Down article, uh, Three Down Nation wrote an article about his show. Is that correct? Right. Yes. 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 And uh, Rod Peterson accuses MLSE the Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment Company, Corporation, whatever they are, of wagging the dog on the XFL merger. I don't have a problem with that. I, I, I'm glad that somebody out there is being a driving force. I think that this is absolutely an important um, development for the, the CFL is a direction that the CFL needs to go in. And uh, if MSC is the flag wearer on this one, uh, who, why are we arguing? I don't know. Go oh, because I think Rod's all... A, oh, okay, Charles, go ahead. I was just saying, I think Rod's all against this XFL thing right from the beginning, so he seems like he's looking for someone to blame. And uh, the uh, MLSC is a convenient scapegoat for them. But, I mean, what's wrong with what they're doing? It's someone being proactive. What's wrong with that? They're obviously seeing a problem, and they're trying to go about fixing the problem, which is what most people would do. But, again, it's that whole nostalgia thing. Let's not change anything and pretend everything's rosy. Okay, Rod. Now you can go to Will. I, I actually, there's another article, if you're reading this one, that I think would have been even more important. And it was uh, TSN's Davis Sanchez on potential CFL-XFL merger. The Canadian ratio is a must-keep. Oh, I didn't see, didn't oh see that God, one. Oh, my God, I didn't see that. Okay. Is he uh, That would have been a stupid? much greater discussion topic because... How, I, oh my this is a man God. who I actually think is a pretty smart football dude, and uh, he really needs to stop. Up, on, up until 20 seconds ago, I would have agreed with you, okay? I always liked David Sanchez, but oh, I disagree with him on this. 
So anyhow, that's a, it came out April 6th, which was, I guess, yesterday. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Wait, maybe we can touch that later soon or after this one. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, whatever. Uh, I mean, I probably would have put that on had I seen it. I didn't see it, so. Yeah. Okay. So, um, William, go ahead on this. Uh, MLSC uh, wagging the dog. Which I, I love that. You know thing. what? It's, it's pretty brilliant. So, so I'm thinking if they get to lead the party, all I can say is anybody but Randy Ambrosi. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Anybody but Randy Ambrosi. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. Anybody but Randy Ambrosi. Okay, I mean, yeah, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. They seem to be the flagship as long as they're not negotiating things on the side, as long as they do not uh, make it an American game as opposed to the CFL game. Um, Yeah, but I'm sure everybody's going to have to vote on that anyway, so they're as good as anybody else. Okay. There you go. What's your take? What are we talking about here? Because did you, did you just switch off here? Or? No. No? <laughs> My bad. No. I, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment Corporation is a sports-oriented group of fanatical owners, okay, with Rogers Entertainment, Bell Media, uh, which is both one, uh, Rogers' is Sportsnet and uh, Bell Media's TSN and uh, Larry Tannenbaum. Okay? These are the guys, this is what makes up MLSE. And together they own a plethora of different uh, companies or uh, teams, including the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Toronto Raptors, the, the Toronto Football Club, TFC. Uh, they also own the lacrosse team, whatever it's called, and they own a bunch of other shit, right? Including, uh, do they own the Rogers Center now, the, the, what used to be the Sky Dome? Or? Well, I know no. that's their naming rights, but I don't know if they actually own the building or not. They Obviously, they have the, uh, the, the naming, naming rights, rights yeah. but I don't, I don't know if they actually own that. I don't believe they do. I I think the city Rod- of Toronto Rogers owns that, has, but I, I don't Rogers know. Rogers has the naming rights, obviously, not MLSE. Right. No. Okay. But MLSE does control BMO Field, for one, and they also control uh, the Sky, Sky Dome. Okay? Yeah, Rogers. I, honestly, yeah. I know that they are the leaseholder of it because they've converted it to a baseball-only stadium. Right. And uh, a few other things. So I don't know exactly what's going on there. But anyhow, yeah. they're, they're a big player in the CFL. Uh, at one time, and it wasn't that long ago, three months ago or so, we were talking about the MLSC actually owning the entire league. Right? Yeah, we, we did. And being the driving force to own the league. And, uh, and we've moved past that. Rod Peterson actually broke that story. And uh, which was quite unique. It was very interesting. I liked it. Uh, It was very forward thinking. Uh, It didn't happen. I didn't hear anything else again after we heard it from Rod. And uh, 
it just kind of died on the vine. But uh, I, did it die on the vine because this XFL thing came up? Because that's pretty damn cool. I'm pretty excited about it. Could have been. Uh, so, MLSE, if you're the one pushing the agenda, keep pushing, bro. You're doing good. Mm-hmm. You now, know what? Rogers does own, Rogers does own uh, the Skydome. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I thought they had bought it. Yeah, Wasn't they do. Wasn't for very much they money. It. Uh, it doesn't say how much they bought it for. It just says they're the owners. Yeah, but they're not the owners of BMO Field. No, but they they run that. They're the main they leaseholder, run but they're, they're not. Yes. They don't own it, though. No. Okay, so... We're talking about an XFL-CFL merger. And there's a couple of things that we need to talk about. There's one that's a little further down that we're going to bump up and put part of this. Uh, If the CFL and the XFL merge, there are some things that must stay and there are some things that must go. The one thing that must go is the Canadian ratio. We've talked about this ad nauseum over the last year, okay? There's no way in hell that you should be keeping a roster position for an inferior player simply because he was born north of the 49th parallel, unless you're in Ontario, and then you could be below the 49th parallel. But in Canada, it's absolutely ludicrous you could do this and that it has stuck around for long. Now, David Sanchez has said that the ratio is a must. I don't care how the murder takes place, what rules we play. The one thing that's got to be there, if we're playing in Canada, which we're going to be, there has to be a ratio. It's probably not going to be the same, but it's got, there's got to be a, ra- a ratio. It gives kids like myself and so many others the possibility to play pro football to see somebody in your neighborhood that's doing what you dream to do. It's crucial that where you have to draw a line, draw a line is the ratio, in my opinion. Sanchez was selected first round sixth overall by the Montreal Alouettes in 1999. He played in University of Oregon. He's from Delta, British Columbia. Okay. And he did uh, ink a contract in 2000 with the San Diego Chargers, although he did not play. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. You okay, Charles? Yep, sorry. I'm humbling to myself. Sorry about that. You're, you're making a lot of grunty noises. That's okay. Oh, I am? Well, I don't think it's Will, is it? Nope. I don't know. I didn't think I was making a grunty noise, but maybe I was. Who knows? Okay. Anyhow. Um, absolutely wrong, Davis Sanchez. I don't care if the little kids grow up not knowing that they, they can play football. Chase Claypool. The only thing that needs to be said about this, Chase Claypool. He's a Canadian. Canadian-born kid. Grew up in Canada. Played football, high school football in Abbotsford, okay? This kid is probably one of the best players in the NFL right now. If a Canadian kid 
can play football like that, why do we need to protect a bunch of spots for people who are not that good? Okay? I don't know. Okay? So is Chase Cl- or is it, sorry, is Davis Sanchez playing that saying that the only way Canadians get a spot is if someone like reserves one for them? Because Pretty that's much. what it sounds like he's saying. Whatever happened to busting your ass and earning a spot? Well, but one, of the things, one of the what? things he's saying is one of the things he's saying is he would not have played pro football if it wasn't for the CFL. Okay? Because he was a late bloomer, he played in the CFL for two years, then he went to the NFL for a couple of years, then he came back. And he said he wouldn't have got the opportunity if the CFL didn't have the ratio. play Canadian players. Because he said he was not that good coming out of college, he was a late bloomer. And that's how he had the opportunity. And that's all fine and dandy, I guess. But my 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 biggest issue is... Why are reserve why are we reserving spots for Canadians when if they're good enough to play in the NFL, that's where they're going. They wouldn't even look at the CFL. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't think I don't think we should keep spots for anybody anymore, to be honest with you. I mean, best man for the job. If you win it, great. If you're Canadian, white, black, yellow, purple, silver, Ukrainian, Hungarian, whatever, it shouldn't matter. There are Canadian-born players that make it to the NFL that are drafted in the NFL. They never play a down of football in the CFL. And they're in the NFL. Correct. Correct. Okay. And there they're are not players in the NFL. Not bucking spots for them. No, absolutely not. Now, if they're not quite good enough to make the NFL, do you think they're going to? If we ditch ratio completely, we will still have CFL players in the CFL or Canadian players in the CFL because there are players that are good enough to play in this league. Okay. Yep. Just not twenty-one of them on each team. There's not that many. No. no. So if we ditched the ratio, we would get a better game of football because we would have better players in the football team on the floor. What's but wrong with that? It's the Canadian. But Christopher, it's the Canadian Football League. You can't have it without Canadians. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. Because just, as I saw someone as I saw someone argue today ridiculously, oh, the Canadian ratio is what makes the CFL Canadian. No, not <laughs> nonsense. But which is nonsense. But you know that's what that's the argument some people try and use, which it doesn't make sense. But. Uh, that people will try and obviously use that. Obviously, they're not. Obviously, they're not CFL fans. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have a uh, a meme of Bill Murray. Bill Murray, who 
uh, I have found to be one of the wisest people around. Okay, in a in not only in a comical way, but he he is just he's a comic genius. He is just a very smart man, and he's quoted as saying, "It is very hard to win an argument with a smart person, but it's bloody impossible to win an argument with a stupid person." Fair enough. That is so wise of a so true, and we simply cannot argue with stupid. Don't try it. It doesn't work. They drag you down to their level, and they beat you with their experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, now, let's continue on with this XFL-CFL merger because it's important. It's it's the number one story that's going on right now. And we do have another segment on it. And... The question is, or question that's posed here, in the grand scheme of things, okay, does it matter if the CFL XFL future is playing three down or four down football? Sorry. <laughs> okay, so. Will and I had this discussion because I posed this question to him off the air before the show started because I think it's an important question, and I think that it kind of fits into where his philosophy has been over the years. But I was shocked by the answer that he gave me. And here's my take on this because, hey, it's my show and I'm going to do it. Um, If the CFL... If we maintain all of the CFL rules, except for the fact we go to four-down football, I don't think that that would be a bad thing. My reasoning is three-down football is not what makes Canadian football so awesome. It's a wide field. It's motion. It's uh, an extra player. It's all things. It's not necessarily downs. It would be a more offensive game because, fuck, if you can't get 10 yards in four downs, you're an absolutely useless piece of shit team, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and we all agree that with the NFL is that it's pathetic that they can't get 10 yards in four downs. So uh, there's no real reason why the CFL being played in four downs would not just march down the field and score. Now, I thought we'd like this, this would eliminate kickers. Because, personally, I don't think we have a kick, kick a conversion anymore. I think it's just for two or, or don't play. Like, go big or go home. Um, as if going home is a bad thing. I don't mind going home. I go home right now and go to bed. Um, but then we wouldn't have any kicking. And and I thought Will would be all excited about that, but he didn't. He he, he, he shocked me, and he said, no, he didn't want to do this. I'm going to let him tell you why. Go ahead, William. I thought he'd be all for getting rid of kickers. I, I, I would think so, too. No. 
likes kickers huh. deep down. Well, well, kickers are people too. Okay. Yeah, especially that I, fat I, guy I showed you last week. <laughs> one of one of one of the things one of the things I think they should do if the XFL and the CFL merge with each other, they should put a ceiling on what kickers can make, and it should be ten thousand dollars. Okay. <laughs> For the season. Well, good luck with okay. that. And wait, this guy wait. this guy couldn't afford food. Wait, wait. They have to they have to supply their own uniforms too, okay? <laughs> they gotta go to the concession stand and buy them themselves. The team shouldn't supply them with that. Okay? Oh, boy. okay. <laughs> I'm so glad Paul McCallum's not a fan of our show. <laughs> oh, I'd love Paul McCallum to be on the show. It'd be so much fun. It would be so much fun. Okay. I'm sure the man's smarter than me and he's richer than me, but kickers still are useless. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, can, what can I say? One day they're going to find I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's not richer than you, and I'm not sure he's smarter I mean, than you. So, And I mean, one of these days, okay, like, you know what happens when you when you become a kicker, eh? If you live in Saskatchewan, they so, they throw shit on your driveway, okay? It's that simple, uh-huh. okay? So why would you ever want to be a kicker? Why would you ever want to be a kicker? I mean, I know why Louis Pisaglia was a kicker. With a nose like that, that's the only way he could get girls, okay? Just saying. Yeah. Anyways, I'm getting personal now. I shouldn't do that. Yeah, no, no, no. That's probably not, but it just, yeah. I want to get into it discussion with Louis Pisaglia. Yeah, I know you don't like Louis, but that's okay. No, but yeah, you like I, said, I, I, I think there should be an option. I think here's a good rule for the XFL: instead of kicking the ball on fourth down, if you don't kick the ball on fourth down, you get an additional down, so you'd have five downs as opposed to four downs. That would completely eliminate kickers. I guarantee you. Now we're getting really crazy. Now, yeah, right. and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Right, but that's that's how much I think kickers count. I, well, no, it, you sound it, like it, that spider it, guy from YouTube. Hang on, hang on, hang on. And, and uh, yes, I'm not going to go there with spider, but I'm going to give what Will just said a little bit of merit because I'm saying that if you can't get a uh, a touchdown or ten yards in, in four downs, you're absolutely useless. I think they should be given the option to get the ball away on fourth if you haven't made your 10 yards. You either make your 10 yards or you turn over the ball. What do you think? Hmm. Sure. It's not, not make, a bad idea. You make 10 yards and you turn over the ball. That's the only way that you get that fourth down. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. So. There's so in the CFL right now, we have two plays and then a kick. Two plays and a kick. If we went to football, we would have four plays. No kick. Four plays. No kick. So if you can't get 10 yards in four plays, you don't deserve to win. I actually don't have a problem I, with that. That makes Makes some sense. Sort of kind of sense. Yeah, it does. 
It does. I don't mind that either. Uh, I don't I think mind that's that either. Art- I, I think there's an article for Christopher right here. There you go. Go crazy. There's, there's some merit in that, that thought. I like it. I, I, I'm uh, liking this more and more. So I have a problem with them. Pitch this to the down. purists. Let's see how they react. I don't have a problem with us going to four downs. I do have a problem with us making this field smaller. I do have a problem with getting rid of motion. I do have problems getting rid of the 12th man. I I, I have a problem with getting rid of the rouge, and, and most people think that the rouge is, is, is just go. go. Make it go away. It's dumb. I, I think it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant football play. Um, but then that's going back into the kickers, and if we, don't, the if we don't have kickers, then we can't do that. Right? There's no field goals. There's no... There's no punting. There's no. There's no. No. No for a kicker. There's fucking no need for a kicker on the team. You I've can't kick a idea. field goal. You cannot kick a field goal. You've got to play four downs. And if you don't have four downs, you turn the ball over. No more. No more field goals. There's no reason for a conversion. You go for two. Big go home like it. Uh, I've got a better idea. I've got a the only kicker idea. we need is is, is we'll kick off for after after touchdown. Okay. We need we need a place kicker for that. That's it. To start the game and to start the game after a touchdown. So maybe ten thousand dollars not a bad price to pay these guys. No, no, no. I <laughs> I've just come up with a I've just come up with a better idea. In I'm lieu of a kicker. In lieu of a kicker, you can have an extra cheerleader. What do you think of that? Because after all, isn't that that what, doesn't bother isn't me? Isn't that what? Isn't that what a, a kicker is? Isn't he just the seventh cheerleader? Well, isn't that isn't that really much. isn't that really what banged up running backs do in Calgary? Absolutely, they kick. Absolutely, uh, I'm embarrassed. I'm I, I, I think the cheerleaders in, in in the CFL wear too much clothing, and uh, I know that I'm going to get in trouble for that. But um, you cannot say that, Christopher. Jai. Why not? Why not? Because let's let's just answer that. Tell me that I'm wrong here. Sex sells. True. No. It's a multi-billion-dollar industry on the internet. Multi-billion-dollar industry in the it it mm-hmm. it sells. So it needs to sell better. Lingerie Football League was a hit with me. Personally, I, I love the Lingerie ab- Football League. Absolutely wonderful. It was good football. It was entertaining as hell. I got some good pictures. Um, <laughs> William, you're quiet. You don't like my yeah, concept? I, well, no. I, I mean, if, you, if, you ever, if you've ever watched a... UFC card, you see the card girls come down off the ring, and you know what? Oh, they're humming, humming, humming. There's not a lot. There's not a lot left to be imagined to the imagination. Okay, let me tell you. No, humming, and nobody humming, complains humming. about nobody complains about that, do they? No, 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 no. I'd have a problem if a kicker dressed like that, but you know. I have a problem at all if a kicker dressed like that. If we had female kickers out there, I would actually be promoting them. Well, no, I didn't say anything about female kickers. 
I, I'm thinking the normal kickers. So, what you mean, that guy then, I just sent you a picture of? In our- there you go. That guy. You don't want him in a bikini or a speedo. That guy in a pair of short shorts and a halter top? No, thank you. Okay, no. not a he, chance. He, he has better be way than too much cheerleaders skin. I've seen. Way too much skin, baby. Yeah, he's got enough skin for four people. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, are we done with the XFL? I think this has pretty much been an hour. No, I'm Until hoping we just start. I'm hoping we just starting with the XFL. To be honest with you. Well, no, no. I mean for today's show. Yes. We can move on to to other things. Other things like Vernon Adams. Certainly. Yeah, that should be fun to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Vernon Adams Jr., the Vag, acted like one this week. The, the Vag. He is apparently flabbergasted. Scott Lanovich, the former head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos, was paid $500,000 during a canceled season. Does he have the right to be upset? No, he has the right to be stupid. Okay? Everybody has the God-given right to be stupid. But we all should use graces that we have to reach some reality. A coach makes his money off the field. The fact that he never coached a game with Edmonton Eskimos is irrelevant. He worked his tail off during that off-season and then in that canceled season because that's his job. He was under contract. He was, his contract was, you prepare the team to play football, and we will pay you $500,000. Scott Milanovic did that. He did what he needed to do as the coach, and as was acquired for his contract. And to make a contract legal, it has to be equitable. That means the Eskimos have to pay him accordance to work that he did. And they believe that it was equitable and fair, and they paid him $500,000. Neither team was under duress. This was legal by the contract that Edison had to fulfill. They paid $500,000. Now, did he take a pay cut like all the other coaches and general managers on the league? We don't know that. We don't know that he didn't. So please do not bring it up as a this does not fly with me. But what does happen is that Skolovich, unfortunately for the CFL, for the NFL, a coaching position with the Indianapolis Colts, I believe. Um, the CFL, my, my, my thought here, Vernon Adams says that the players didn't get paid. He got paid a signing bonus to play football in 2020, and he didn't play. So should he have to give back that signing bonus? I personally, no. He earned a signing bonus because he signed a contract with a signing bonus. Okay. It's not a playing bonus. 
It's a signing bonus. That's what it is. So he earned his signing bonus and didn't play football. So I'm perfectly okay with that. He didn't do anything. But there's so many people on the school. Well, the players had to work all the offseason to stay in shape. No, they didn't. They didn't. They're not under contract to work in the offseason. In fact, the CFL Association specifically says that the, the clubs have no say on what a player does in the offseason. They're chooses. Out, stay in shape, try better. They're just working on their own product, right? They're their own little company, creating their, their marketability, right. everything else. They're just trying to make themselves more marketable, okay? more desirable to a team by working out. That's their choice. If they don't do that, I remember training camp was when players used to begin shaking because season they were smoking and drinking and doing drugs and all sorts of stuff and partying and, and working and doing lots of stuff and, and they just came to the camp to work to get in shape for football. Now they're long gone because now there's like big in football. How can you play football and not and but it's just it, it's absolutely ludicrous that Vernon Adams thinks that this coach should give up his money. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't know what to say about this. Uh, they just said that I'm being very choppy, and I apologize if I am. I hope you guys are getting my point. Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, we do. This is a rant. I could go on for an hour with this. Vernon Adams is an idiot for thinking that a coach should get paid for what he's done. The CFL should have been thankful to have Scott Malone, the caliber of coach Milanovic in the CFL. Okay? Players like Vernon Adams are a dime dozen. There's a hundred more players to replace every single pitch. Okay? I don't care. There's many players out there that right now would kill their left nut to play in the CFL. I no, I, I'm I'm sorry. This is absolutely stupid. The guy's a moron. He's a lunatic. He has no idea about business of football, and he should just shut up. And it, it, I think there should be a rule where where players aren't allowed on social media because they just prove that they're stupid over and over again. Who wants to go now? <laughs> I don't know. Charles? That's a pretty hard act to follow. <laughs> I, I was just going to say the same thing. I mean, you're right. I mean, give me a break. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, this is just someone trying to make an issue of something that's not an issue. Uh, coaches, the majority of the coaches, even though they uh, weren't playing last year, there was still lots and lots of work. Uh, for coaches to still do, even while it was uh, uh, the league was shut down. Coaching games and coaching a season is only a fraction of what the coaches do. The coaches help in scouting. They put together playbooks. Um, they do all sorts of different things, uh, functions, other than, um, other than just coaching. 
during games. So there's a whole lot of stuff that they do. And to sit there and he's complaining, Vernon Adams, we've talked about Vernon Adams a few times before because this is nowhere near his his first dumb um, statement. I'm sorry, this just makes it but it's up there. It's yeah, but it, 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 it looks makes him look foolish. I think because quite frankly, um, worry about yourself. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Uh, I bet you if you saw the amount of work that Scotland Milanovic put in last year, even though you weren't playing, you'd have kept your mouth shut. But this is just another player shooting at the hip, saying, "Oh well, blah blah blah. We should be paid." No no no. It's a different situation. Coach's job. And a coach's contract is completely different from a player's job and a player's contract. They're not comparable. They're different functions. So, yeah, I'm sorry you didn't get paid because there wasn't anything to play. But just because you weren't playing doesn't mean Scott Milanovic wasn't working. And uh, it's apples and oranges, and you're just making a fool of yourself bringing this up. Stupid. It's a dumb topic. I agree it's a dumb topic. You put it on the agenda. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's good to talk about, but I I put it on here because of that. Well, 100%. I agree. I'm just bugging you, Charles. I thought it was uh, a good idea. It, it, it's just, just – I've switched to saying I can't. William. Well, I think what should happen is A – Maybe the CFL Players Association should get a better union. Or B, maybe Vernon Adams should hire Scott Milanovic's knows hire Scott Milanovic's agent. Okay, just saying. Okay. Once again, it's management and it's employees, okay? And and management always seems to be on top in the CFL anyways. But I guarantee you they'll work a lot harder. And they do work all year round. And Vernon Adams is always known for opening his mouth, and he should just be quiet. He had a fantastic season in 2019, and if he wants to continue that, he should just be quiet and play football. And maybe he'll get paid some money like that one year. Okay. You guys I have it at all. I have a question for you, okay? Uh, who's the head coach general manager of the Montreal Alouettes? Danny Machocha is the general manager. Uh, Danny Machocha. Dan Dimitrovich. Um, when did he get that job? He's both. He's both. Last year in the off season. Right. So prior to the 2020 season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That was canceled. So he got the job in Montreal about the same time that Scott Manovich got the job in Edmonton, give or take. Roughly around the city. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do you think that Danny Machocha worked in last year for free? Nope. Not that I'm aware of. He did not. Do you, do you think that Danny Machocha's quarterback should shut the fuck up? Yeah. 
because he's literally Probably. calling his own coach and general manager a thief. Now, yeah, but oh, why he did why he didn't they're, do it they're to Montreal upset. is because he'd be in trouble. Yeah, exactly. That's going to say, why didn't he call his own coach out? They're upset because Scott Milanovic went to the NFL to a better, higher-paying job. That's what everybody's upset with. They're not upset with the fact that he got paid in the offseason because otherwise you'd have to be bitching about all nine head coaches and all nine general managers in the CFL. Correct? Yeah. But he's not. He's only bitching about Scott Milanovic receiving his paycheck. Correct. And that's only because he left. Well, mm-hmm. he right. sold his contract, and he was released from contract by Edmonton Eskimos because he got a better job. If Ben asked right now, got a job with the NFL as a quarterback, do you think Danny Machocha would release him so that he could go to the NFL? I think he probably would because we've seen teams do it before. Of course he would. It's wrong to hold somebody back. We've talked about this before. In depth. But Vernon Yeah, I do I, understand. I do sort of I do sort of agree with that somewhat. Um with the part where you do have to move ahead. You do have to move ahead, but honestly, if I've made a commitment for two years, I will stay for two years, regardless of what I get offered. I don't believe that. But that's but that's just me. I don't no, believe I that. would in a heartbeat. I don't care if you believe it or not. I could believe it. I believe if I believe if you make a commitment, you should fulfill your commitment. Mm-hmm. I but again, I don't like agree with that. That's that's. That's his opinion, but other people may have a different opinion. But I, I believe Absol- that Will absolutely. will do the same thing. I, I agree. I agree. You should fulfill your contract, contractual obligations, right? I mean, if you don't, you're in trouble. But the contractual obligation with Scott Milanovic was avoided by the Edmonton Eskimos, not by him. Why was it avoided True. by the Edmonton Eskimos? Because they released him. From his contract. Okay. They agreed That's to. Fine. They didn't have to. They could have started to no, say, sorry, you signed to a contract. But they, would have been here they, for another they year. allowed him to go. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Eskimos, as a franchise and as an organization, made the decision to allow him to go to a better job. They weren't obligated to yep. do so, but they did so because they felt it was the right thing to do. And I quite frankly agree with that. And uh, who cares what Vernon Adams says? First of all, it ain't his team, so what business is it, what business is it of his to comment on it? It ain't his team, so why does he care? He's just bitter. Maybe he's jealous that he's not going to the he's, NFL he's and like, a better he's job. Like, he's the like a mouth. lot of people. He's like a lot of people during this COVID thing. Too much time on his hands. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. That's and I don't disagree with that either. So I agree with that. 
Okay. I think we're all in agreement. Scott Milanovic earned his money. Wish mm-hmm. him well in his ventures with Indianapolis. Yeah. We're sad to see him leave the CFL. And Vernon Adams is a dumb shit. We're all in agreement. Well, it, well, but the, the thing about Vernon Adams, it seems the guy takes a couple of steps forward, and then he takes twenty-seven steps backwards. Okay, because of his big mouth. He says he's getting more mature as he goes along in his career. Okay, prove it to me. Shut up. You're not right. Please, shut up. But it seems like. It just seems like every couple of months we're having to talk about something stupid he said. It, it, this ain't the first time yep. he said something stupid that we've had to talk about. So he's got nope, to, he's got to, you know, he's got to smarten up. I think. I he agree. makes himself sound foolish. So, but what has Cal- he, he has? Calgary you know, Stampeders. He has. Yes. Stampeders had a, a, a dumb shit. They couldn't shut up on social media, and he kept putting his foot in his mouth. The man walked yeah. away from social media and has recently returned with a more mature outlook. And he's not being so stupid. You agree, Will? Well, no. no, that's not true. What? What's not true the about reason it? He's true. Not, the reason he's not being stupid? is because he has somebody managing his social media. Okay? He, <laughs> he's he's more mature someone. about it. Well, sure, he's hired somebody. He is over 30 now, you know. I understand that. What I'm trying to say is you, maturity doesn't necessarily mean that your actions are different. He, he, he matured in the fact he aware of what he was saying was stupid and that he, he needed help and got that help and now has somebody that manages his social media. That, to me, is maturing. Okay. Okay. But I do miss certain things. You guys probably have never listened to it, but I used to listen to the Bo Levi podcast, okay? Yeah, I know you do. You know what one of his his favorite parts of his show was? He used to read (laughs) social media comments from people, okay? (laughs) directed at him and I'm telling you man they were they were fantastic okay because especially especially the fans from Saskatchewan because they hate the guy okay it was absolutely hilarious it was just and it was so entertaining it wasn't funny so It kind of reminded me of when, you know, when you read some of your comments from people that they direct at you, Christopher, it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm but we've done that a long time. There's not that many people do I know. anything anymore. No. So, but, yeah. No, but, yeah, I mean, people do grow up. There's no doubt about that. I look at, I even look at... Uh, Nick Lewis in his early years, he used to say all kinds of things, and then he was always going to speak his mind. Yeah, and then he eventually got mature, and he did it in a different manner. Manner. Sorry. So he still speaks his mind somewhat. Yeah, but he's not as 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 
crass as he used to be, I guess you could say. That's fair. So, there you go. Wow. Wow. So what's next, next, CJ? What are you wowing about? Um, what, um, um, do you remember Adam Blasetti? Blasetti? No. He played for the Calgary Stampeders, and then he coached for the Stampeders, and then he was a coach for the BC Lions. Adam? And, uh, I don't recognize. Blasetti. We actually had lunch with him at the, at the Spaghetti Factory, Charles. You weren't you for that when we were a part of the hmm. uh, linebackers? Okay. Uh, anyhow, he, he put a post up today, and it was a three-quarter inch standard plywood. Okay? You know what I'm talking about? A four-by-eight sheet of plywood, three-quarters inch thick? Right. $96. Yeah, $96. For plywood? In, in March of 2020, it was $37.98. In February of 21, it was $72. In March of 21, it went to $83. In April of 21, it is now $96 a sheet. Christopher huh. Jones. No plywood last for me. Year, last June, okay, I was, stent- I was paying for half-inch plywood, I was paying $18.50 a sheet, okay? Uh-huh. It is now... Seventy-two bucks a sheet. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. And actually, one of the comments is, is that this price it might be beneficial to buy a house and deconstruct it and sell the parts. Well, but the nice thing about this is is this is good for me because now steel and wood are almost the same price. Yeah. Okay. Steel buildings are much. And better. what would you? Yeah. What would you rather do, build a steel building or build build a wood building, if they were the same price? Yeah. Oh, of course. You'd build steel, probably. <laughs> there you of go. Of course. Yeah, lumber is. Why wouldn't you? Wood, it's much stronger. It's in, it's, in, it's insane. Wood is insane right now. So. Yeah. OSB, which is garbage, right? It's just chunks of yeah. chips of wood, put together with glue. And uh, I, I remember it at four dollars and forty nine cents a sheet, and I was upset when it went to eight bucks. <laughs> a a seven sixteenth uh-huh. sheet of OSB right now is seventy four dollars. Yeah, it's, it's actually cheaper to have ply, buy plywood than it is OSB. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. It's just stupid. Mm-hmm. It really is. So. Okay, moving on. We've got to get back to football here. Uh, Chris Jones has been hired by a, as a high school coach in Pittsburgh. Is this a career backwards step? Now, on the surface, you would think so, but go on. No, go, go ahead. 
I, I do have I'm a thought saying, on this, but I'll let the, you go first. Sorry. On, on the surface, you might think so, but when you look at it, high school football in the United States is massive business. I mean, they get twenty, thirty thousand. They've been known to get twenty or thirty thousand at high school games, especially yeah, especially you know, like in places like Texas and Ohio and stuff like that. So, I know a lot of people were were begging on them, but you know, a lot of people may have been thinking about high school football uh, in Canada when thinking about that. It's a different. It's a different ball of wax all together in uh, the United States, U.S. high school. They're completely different. So it's not necessarily the big step back that some people think it is. Okay. Now you mingle. William, what's your thought on this? Um, my thought on this is I think people professionally have figured out what Chris Jones is all is, is all about, and what he's all about is himself. He wants to get to he wants to get to the very top of the top. So if he comes into your organization as an assistant coach, he's gunning for your job. Okay, no doubt about it. We've seen it in the CFL because he's moved so much and what he's done. So I'm thinking people are scared of him in professional football. They're scared to hire him because they know, yes, he's a good coach, but they're, he's going for their job. And so, so I'm thinking that's, that's why the only reason he could get a, fo- a football job in high school. But football and job in high school still plays – pays pretty good money, I would assume. Okay. Um, I'm going to deal with what you said first on this. If Chris Jones, if the NFL has figured out what Chris Jones is about and and the fact that he's gunning for your job and he's not going to get hired by them, why didn't he come back to the CFL? Again, because he did a such wonderful thing. He took, got him to a great cop, Chris Jones. They, right. That football organization would have taken him back in a heartbeat when they asked Scott Manovich. And these two things happened about the same time. Now, I, I agree with you, Charles, is that high school football in America is, is, is to goddamn religion. And it is. It's huge. But that being said, South Pittsburgh High in Tennessee is not one of the football mechs of the United States. This is definitely not no. a first-tier first high school football organization. I don't think he's making hundreds of thousands of dollars in coaching high school in South Pittsburgh High. Um, definitely not. I, I honestly believe that Chris Jones has had some type of a, I don't want to use the word breakdown, but I think he's either burning out or he's, he's taking a mental break or he's doing something, but he still has to stay in football, but he just isn't capable of 
coaching at the highest level anymore or at this point in time. I think something's happened. Personally, I because this is if if it's not, then this is truly a fall from grace. You don't go from a you know a, a, a defensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns to high school football was never, coach. Was never was never the defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns. I never said he, was he was. consultant. He wasn't I never said he was. I said Browns. he was the assistant okay. defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns. And, and then and he when they changed the that. coach, and he went to being a scout and a, cor- and a consultant. Right. Okay. And I, but I'm he thinking, was on you know his way. Yeah, but what I'm thinking is, number one, he uh, probably didn't want to come back to the CFL because he's been there, done that. Okay, and if you look at if you look at Chris Jones, all he's ever wanted was progression. And maybe he's taken this job because he's just given up. Well, definitely, I wouldn't call this progression, seeing as he went from coaching in the NFL last well, year and now right, but he he's given up. I mean, I'm surprised. I, I, and maybe, I don't know if he... And maybe, I, maybe, maybe you're right, Christopher. Maybe, maybe he needs some kind of a break because I guarantee you there's all kinds of teams in there that would probably offer him Division One college teams. Yeah. There's got to be better jobs record. than this. Absolutely. Right? There, has to, there has to be better jobs for him available than this because he is a damn good Absolutely. coach. I mean, shit, if the Chicago Bears have hired Henry Burris, Chris Jones can get a job because he's ten times the coach Burris ever could dream about. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you Henry Burris with the Chicago Bears is making more money than Chris Jones in South Pittsburgh High. Yeah, but like, but like I said, okay, like I've said before, I was always taught, okay, here you go. I was always taught that you hire people that can take your job. Okay? That's what I was taught growing up. Because if they want to compete with me, let's go. Okay? I'll compete with anybody. Okay? And But you find the majority of people will not do that. I know. Because and they're, that, scared, nor, nor will they're they scared train, for their jobs. It, nor will they train that people. That is correct. It, 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 it boggles my mind and it maddens me so much. I, as a manager I, or an owner, I always hired people who were better at the job than I was because yep. them doing the job is going to make me look amazing. Now, whether it actually makes me look amazing or makes the company that I work for look amazing, the whole thing is this is the conduit to the customer, the client. It, that's what we want. We want this to thrive and prosper and, and be wonderful, and right. we all benefit from that. I've been in right. organizations, or when I first started out as a computer engineer, I worked for a guy, and he absolutely wouldn't teach me a thing because he was in was afraid that I was going to have his get his job, and I I ended up with his job 
but it was mm-hmm. because he wasn't willing to share his knowledge and everything else. And the boss saw this. And the boss said, you know what? This isn't working. This isn't working. You're not being a team player. You're out of here. And he fired the guy. I ended up well, with a job. And I, I, wasn't, I wasn't that good at the job as he was. He was definitely better at well, the but- job. I've always looked at if you hire somebody who knows just as much as you do, if not more, your job is easier. It's, it's easier. that simple. Yeah. Absolutely. You can, you can send all the work to them. It's called delegation. Absolutely. So I don't believe that Chris Jones coaching at South Pittsburgh High is because of any of those reasons. I think no, there's truly I, I think is something. I think there's something better. Maybe. You know, who knows? It's closer to his home. Okay, he's probably made enough money. If he's good with his money, he probably doesn't need to make that much money. And well, he, you know, he he's from Alabama, is he not? No, he's from, he's uh, from yeah, Pennsylvania. I think he's from what Pennsylvania, actually. Well, oh, yeah, I, I think I, so. Okay. Um, so, you know, if he's in Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh's Tennessee, that they're right beside each other. It's close to home. No, uh, Chris Jones is from South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Oh. So he's close to home. So, so he's, he's coaching he's in his hometown, hometown, basically. He's, yeah. Okay. Well, Will might be right then. He may have just given up. Maybe. Maybe maybe, maybe he's been doing this for so long, he just wants to give back. Right? That's a possibility. You can give back and, and still be part of something else. Sure yeah. you can. I mean, unless there's maybe some family issues or so on that he wants to be close to home for. That's I mean, always I a mean, possibility we as have, well. I don't know. We have, it is. We have You're no right, Charles. Clue, but we also have no clue. And it's probably 27 times worse in the NFL. The politics of the backstabbing. Oh, okay? God. Oh, I'm it's, sure, probably, no it's probably brutal, okay? And you get to a certain point in your life where you just don't want to do that anymore. Oh, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I think Chris Jones was absolutely one of the best at doing that. Yeah, he's right, the guy but to me that would thrive in that he, environment. He he he, he not right. he, yeah yeah that that was his game. So no, I, when when you have a passion like that, and, and you're that good at it, you, know, you you want that that next challenge to try to get higher. You want that thing. I mean, yeah. No, it's, you never it's, like, a dr- it's to, like a drug. Maybe he wants to take a year off and regroup. You never know. Maybe his mother is dying of cancer in South Pittsburgh. Well, <laughs> that, that maybe well, that's what I was saying. that yeah. matter. Yeah, maybe. I mean, right? I and he wants to be close to home, but he doesn't. He wants to keep his mind busy on football. Right. So back to the community high school. Yeah, you know we we can speculate all day, but it is we're never going to come up with an answer. But 
I don't believe that this is a step backwards for Christians in, the, in his career. This, choice, this mm-hmm. was a choice. He chose to do this. Yeah. This was not the only thing available to him. This was not a fall from grace. This was a choice to do this. Whether it was to give back to football, whether it was to take a mental break, whether it's to deal with a family crisis, whether it's to deal with uh, whatever. He made a decision to do this. And contrary to what the majority of people in the CFL think, I like him. Not because he's the same age as I do, because that's not true. Um, but I, I like him as a coach. I think he's brilliant. I hated him in Saskatchewan because he was playing the game. He was cheating. But I all do that, and it was just because he was in Saskatchewan that I hated him, not necessarily because it was him. I didn't have a problem with what he did in Edmonton. I have a problem with what Saskatchewan did, uh, sending him to a contract before he even finished his Grey Cup game in Edmonton. That was just a low move by Craig Reynolds. Many life moves, Craig Reynolds. I think he's a good coach. I didn't think he was a very good general manager. He was a terrible general manager. I thought he was an excellent assistant coach, but he wasn't a head coach and he wasn't a general manager. Well, I didn't do so bad in Edmonton. Yeah, well. Anytime you're a head coach and you win a Grey Cup, you must be doing something right. Well, yeah, he did do a couple of things, right? He he had a great defense and he had Mike Riley on his offense. So. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, if you don't win, you're you're, you're a fucking loser. Well, yeah, but you also had what's his name as the as the offensive coordinator. So I'm shocked that they won that McAdoo guy. Okay, I always yep. thought sucked. So, but that's just my thoughts. Devon Quinn, Mike Riley, two years ago did nothing for him. Yeah, but even <laughs> McAdoo couldn't screw up Riley. Right. Right. True. Okay. So, I mean, they had they had enough, and he had the defense. I mean, he didn't have defense. a defense either, Charles. No, that's okay. a good. That's true. Let alone let offensive, offensive line. Offensive line. If that's oh, correct. Oh God. So I still have nightmares yeah. about that offensive line. Good God, they were terrible. You think you have nightmares? Imagine what Mike Riley oh, has. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got, he's, prob- oh, he's probably got PTSD. He's probably got he's post-traumatic just, stress because of it. Well, he's going to see a shrink because of that. Yep. For sure. So, but let's not talk about the past. It's over, yep. right? The past is in the past. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever. See, I don't think we'll ever see Mike Riley play again. We'll see. If if the season starts, see Mike Riley. Yeah. If we cancel this season, yeah. he's done. You'll ne- I think so. Yeah, that's a. Po- it's possible. Uh, yeah. Let's not go there. I, I still 
I'm holding on to some hope there. <laughs> Otherwise, the PC line season might resemble our virtual dice season. Maybe. Yeah. And that would not be good. Okay, so let's go over the agenda here. What have we done? What have we taken out of here? We've moved things around. Oh, here's a question for you. <laughs> I think it's rhetorical. Um, should the CFL consider reducing the global roster spots? It's It's been moved up to three this year, hasn't it? I thought I'd stayed at two. I know it was one in 2019. It was supposed to go to two yeah, in 2020. To two. I thought it was supposed to go up to three in 2021. Hmm. Now, that was increasing a national or an American position. No, they were just additional roster spots for yeah. um, international players. It's all part of two, CFL 2.0. Right. Can it die a, can it die a no. slow death or a quick death or just fucking death? Well, did any of the actual international players that were on this, um, that were part of this um, roster spot in 2019, did any of them make any kind of impact? Yeah, that guy, that linebacker yeah, that there played was, in Winnipeg. One guy, I think, right? There was a guy. There was a guy in. There was a guy in Winnipeg, I do believe. Yeah, he he, he oh, and, yeah. and only because he blew up two guys once. And it's so a one out of nine. That so that's not a great batting average. No. To me, the global roster spots are almost like the. Uh, the Canadian ratio. If the guys are good enough, they'll get a spot. Agreed. Doesn't matter what country they're born in. It does, because Randy and Brosy wants them to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, I don't. There's not much to say about this other than the fact I think that the entire CFL 2.0 is is gone. It's an absolute disaster. It's a failure of biblical proportions, and make it go away. Make it go away. Make it go away. I don't think it's a total disaster, but I don't think it's uh I don't think no. it's something that's on the forefront anymore because we've got other issues to deal with. Right now, yeah, with the whole XFL thing, we CFL uh, yep. 2.0 is on the back burner right now. Yeah, has to be. Okay. That was just very short-lived. Um, the Are you only guys, thing that we... Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Charles. I was just going to ask a question. Are you guys surprised? I know we're going back to the XFL again. 
that the league hasn't come out with some sort of, you know, at least some sort of preliminary information about what the whole XFL talks are about and how they're progressing or so on? Or do you think that it's better that they just keep pretty much everything under wraps and just uh, just keep it behind closed doors? Well, 100% I think to keep it quiet. Okay. I, I absolutely yeah. want to know what's going on. So but do I. But it's none of our, our freaking business. No, I know. And I, I don't. I don't think they're going to do anything to interfere with the 2021 season. That's probably why they're not bringing it out. But I think you'll hear That's a lot. That's a good point. That's the, actually a good point. In yeah. the off season. Yeah. So, and like I said, Huffnagel said they're in preliminary discussions. So, whatever that right. means, right? Yeah. So. It's nowhere near, nowhere near being done deal. I don't even think no, it's even close, close to it. So, um, you know, it, it's like the CFL Players uh, Association doing negotiations with the CFL, and the CFL says that we're like to keep salaries where they want, and the CFLPA says, well, we're going to have the salaries doubled. And then all the fans – come out and say, well, the players deserve it. They, it's, it's all about them. They, they work hard. They're underpaid. They're this, they're that, everything else. The, 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 the rich owners should just double their salaries and without ever thinking about where this money's supposed to come from. And, you know, it, it's, mm-hmm. when you negotiate in public, the public isn't smart enough to participate. I'd love to know what's going on for my own personal belief, right? My understanding, my, my interest. But let's face facts. The majority of the public aren't smart enough to be able to handle what's going on. Will? Yes? You got anything to say about that? Yes. Okay. I, I, Would you like to share with the audience? With I agree. I mean, they're not coming out with anything anyways anytime soon because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. There's so many, there's so much logistics and agreeing on things. It's, it's in the very preliminary stages, and we'll see what happens. I don't even know if it will ever come to fruition. I hope it does, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no one knows at this point. Well, no, no. Something going to happen. Something is going to happen. It whether it's a merger, I don't believe it. It's a merger. I don't think that leagues are going to come together in, and become one league. I've, I've I've never believed that. Would it surprise me if they did? No, no. Would I be opposed to it? Probably not. But I think we're talking more about a joint venture in marketing and possibly exhibition games between the two leagues, possibly a champion of champions type of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now we have the XFL in the spring league and the CFL in the summer league. Their championship is it's, it's over during our training camp. What is, what's the team going to do until November? until we get a Grey Cup champion. Uh, no, I, I think you're going to get exhibition games 
at the beginning of the CFL season at the end of the XFL yeah. season. And that's probably about all we're going to get. Yeah. Uh, I could see it being a merger, but just not right at the beginning. I think that they what they would do is, like you said, have sort of a, a, uh, a working relationship, marketing relationship, and so on like that. Maybe some sort of player sharing and then exhibition games. I don't think right off the bat they're going to go into a full-blown merger. I've never thought that. And I don't think anyone from the league has ever, either league has ever suggested it was a, a full-on merger. But a lot of people have jumped to that conclusion right away, as people seem to do. But I do think that uh, something will happen, but I don't think they're going to go right into a merger. Uh, to me, I don't, I don't think, anyway, they could be wrong. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, we'll uh, you know, nothing's going to surprise me anymore. I mean, we, we've said all sorts of things that Mark Trestman would never come back to the CFL, that Scott Milanovic will never come back to the CFL, that Chris Jones will never come back to the CFL. We, we've said a lot of different things and been proved wrong just about every single time. And uh, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not coming out and making any statements that they're not going to be a merger or there's going to be a merger. I I, I want to. I'm waiting and seeing with great anticipation, hmm. and truly optimistic about it. I'm optimistic too. I but I'm not. I'm not waiting with bated breath for things to happen because I know they take time. Huh? Time. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah, hold my breath. When it happens, it'll happen. Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's not like they're going to make an, uh, an announcement tomorrow or a week from now, and maybe not even a year from now. This is something, when you've got two organizations like this, this is something that takes a lot of time. It's not something that gets done overnight because well, you got the people talking back, and then the lawyers get involved. And when the lawyers get involved, everything slows up. So who knows how long it's going to take? Well, right. I think something is going to happen sooner than, than you believe. And my, my, well, reasoning for, my reason for that is I think that they came to an agreement saying, okay, well, we can trade players back and forth. Or we can, you know, we'll have a couple of exhibition games. And I think that announcement will come fairly quickly. And I think it's just the beginning of a long-term relationship. And it, yeah, it will and grow and grow we're... and grow. And we may end up with a merger by 2030. Yeah. It's something that's going to evolve can survive that time. long. Right? Yeah. But anything that they do has created enough um, synergy and excitement in America for Canadian football. We've already won. The CFL yeah, it's got already won. Okay. So, yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm I, I'm excited to see whatever happens happens, and 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 so be it. And and the sooner they do say something, the the better. It, it would it yep. would be nice just to stop the stupid speculation. Oh, and there's so much of it, and some of it borders on the absurd. A lot of it borders on the absurd, because people get one idea, you know, one thing in their mind, 
and then they think, oh, it's reality. When it's not, but people just get something in their mind. They're like, this must be it. This must be it. Well, uh, let's get some information. And I've been saying this from the beginning. Let's wait till we get some more information before we just start jumping to conclusions. The jumping to conclusions doesn't help anybody. Yeah. Okay. I 100% agree with you. We got 15 minutes left in the show. We got one segment left, and I honestly don't even want to do this. Oh, I do. I do. I do. I really do. William, take it away. It's yours. Yes, sir. Okay. You know what? It's probably the hardest thing in the world to re- to repeat in professional sports. Okay? And I haven't heard or listened to anything on websites recently, but I know a while ago Winnipeg fans were going on and on and on. Mark Wetnell is one of them about how the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have basically signed all of their players back again, and they haven't missed a beat, so they must be a shoe-in to repeat next year. Well... Number one, when you're the defending Grey Cup champion, people go at you harder. When you're the defending Grey Cup champion, you're not as hungry anymore. When you're the defending Grey Cup champion and you have missed one player that although he's not doing that well in professional football now, he was a key to your whole team, and that was Chris Strebler. Okay? And you have a quarterback who could be out at any second. And I think they don't have a hope in hell of repeating. Okay. That, that's just my opinion. Just my opinion. I, 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 I appreciate that, and, and I don't disagree with it. I want to add something to it. If they have signed all their own players and they're, they're happy with the content with their team that they had – Yep. Eight other teams are improving. That's correct. Okay. Eight other teams and are they, trying and, to make themselves better than they were last year or the year before, and they that has to be better than what the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are. So if they're stagnating and staying the same, everybody's got in for you. Yep. Absolutely. When you win a title, you become the gold standard. You you become the measuring stick to which all other teams measure themselves against. That becomes Correct. very, very difficult because teams say to themselves, hey, if we knock off the champs, that's a statement for us to make. So when they're playing against the defending champions, they're going to play extra hard because they want to take the champions out and knock them down a peg and move them up. So that's why you don't see it. Even in a nine-team league like the CFL, it's very, very rare to see a team repeat because it's just difficult because you're always being gunned for that next year. And you can have all the teams back. And I think if you've got all your players back, I think it makes it even more difficult because this is the same team – 
teams sometimes they lose a bunch of players after winning a title. Yeah. And people say, well, that's not the same team. They don't have this guy. They don't have this guy. They don't have this guy. If you're bringing back essentially the same team that won the championship, that makes you more of a target because you've got all the same people. And they're just not as hungry. I'm sorry. Once no, you do it once, you aren't once you're you want just it. not as hungry. Okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I missed the part where they replaced Paul LaPolice. Okay? And, I mean, I, I really believe Buck Pierce will be a good offensive coordinator in time, but he does not have the Paul LaPolice experience. Okay? And so there's all kinds of different things that are going to be different. You know, and then on top of that, look at how easily it is for people to get injured. If that happens, you're in trouble. I mean, especially to your quarterback. Well, no, but I'm thinking. I'm talking. Imagine, say, say half your offensive line goes down. Well, that makes your quarterback much, much more vulnerable than he was before. So, you know, there's all kinds of things that could happen. So. And I mean, you got to believe that you're going to repeat, of course. And so I don't blame them, but I just don't. It's the hardest thing to do in football or in sports today is to repeat. Yep. You very rarely see it, not just in football, but in anyone. Yes. Don't get cocky about it. You barely see it. Yeah. That's where the cockiness of the Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans. Not the team. I don't believe the team has been that cocky, but fans have been. And, and they remind me a lot of Saskatchewan Rider fans on championship in the last 30. I so agree. they're both, both losers, in my opinion. And the simple fact that they've won a game, you don't start pumping up your chest. And don't talking about this nope. dynasty shit. Until you won your fifth Grey Cup in a row, don't be talking dynasty shit to me. Yeah. Well, and that's and, and there's the thing. The thing. Is, that's the standard is those those seventies and early eighties Edmonton teams. I'm sorry. When you oh. when you win five ga- five Grey Cups in a row, then you're somebody in my mind. Yeah, the, the standard has been set. Yes. Never. Okay. And here's the other thing. Yet, I don't think. Ahead, let's, say ahead, they, let's say there is a season this year and the Bombers do win the Grey Cup. Is that a really, though, a true repeat when you had a season that didn't happen in between? I'd give them that. I'd give them that, too. Well, well here's the thing. Sometimes you can get nagging injuries when you win a, a Grey Cup and that, that they stick with you for a while and they're even with you. They can even last with you into the next season. The Bombers have had a whole other year that most other teams that repeat don't get to get even more healthier um, in between the two championships. So um, that that gives them somewhat of an advantage. Did Did I miss something where the other teams played a season last year and Winnipeg didn't? No. that's Okay, that's fair. Okay. Well, yeah, because the other teams, the other teams got healthy too. They got real healthy, so I think yeah, the competition, okay. 
if we if we ever do fair. play again, if we ever do play again, the competition is going to be that much stiffer. Uh, I'll tell you, so. Mike Riley and Bo Levi Mitchell having a year off is monumental in comparison. That's a huge to, advantage for both of them. Yeah, it, absolutely. Compared to Winnipeg having, they they just don't you know, no. And even you know what, even even guys like you take offensive and defensive linemen, the beating that they take in a season, having a year off is huge for those guys. I bet you they haven't yep. felt this good since they started football. Well, that's what Mike so, Riley said. Yeah. He said this is the best that he's felt since he started professional football. Well, yeah, he, he hasn't been sacked for a year and a half. I'm I sure know. he feels good. Yeah. He hasn't been beating the shit out of him by by football players, okay? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and you never know. Maybe maybe Zach Kolaris, you know, having an extra year off has gotten rid of most of the cobwebs. I don't know. It's hard to say. It, it didn't do any harm. No, it didn't. I, I, I don't believe it did him any harm. The only thing that could have happened now is these guys, especially Riley being as old as he is, his reflexes. If you if you're not playing hard all the time, you you start your reflexes start to wane. Yeah. And I, I know it happened to me, and I was in my twenties. Michael's in his thirties, mid thirties. So. But a lot of those guys compensate with experience too, right? That's true. And and some people compensate with the steroids, like Andrew Harris. Right. And I, I really tend to wonder how many injuries you're going to see really early in the season because they have not had that contact. Yeah. That, that's the other thing you got to think about. Because you normally at the beginning of a season will have uh, some injuries from guys who only had one season off or just the, the normal off That's, season. Some of these guys haven't played for right. two years. That's correct. Well, look at that receiver from that signed in. Was it signed in Edmonton or did he sign in Toronto that missed last year's season? Two thousand nine. Darrell Walker. Darrell Walker. Right. Oh no, he didn't. He didn't miss us any more. He didn't miss anybody. He just else. didn't sign. He didn't get a signing he just didn't bonus. Sign. He just he just poor. Yeah. Because he priced himself out of the market. Right. Yeah. Just acts funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Okay, anything else you guys want to chat about? Because we know the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are not that. I wouldn't call them the favorite team to repeat. I wouldn't call them the favorite team to win the Grey Cup coming into this season. They're, they're not. Are they a good team? Yes. Are they a quality team? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are, they, are, are they above average? Yes. Are they the favorite? No. I could say they were maybe one of the favorites, but not the overall over uh, well, overall favorite. 
I, I I think they're up there. Okay, now since we got a yeah. discussion going here, who's the favorite to win the Grey Cup? Charles Hamilton. I mean, yes, she took the word. He said it before I could. That would be my pick. Okay, because like, Saskatchewan looked pretty bloody awesome at the end of the last year. Shut up. <laughs> The, and don't just tell this Toronto with all the players they morning. Sorry, Charles. Go ahead. Uh, and, what was that? And, uh, no, no, saying, don't and just Charles, tell Toronto with all the players they've signed. Oh, that God. That is correct. I was going to say the same thing. No. I, I, would, I, I would rather put Montreal up there than I would Toronto. I think Toronto's yeah, going to take Tor- more than a year to, to bring a team together. There's just too many new pieces there for them to come out and be dominant, especially having a rookie head coach that has never even been a coordinator. That would be my biggest concern about Ryan Dinwiddie being inexperienced as a coach. That would be my biggest, I think, Achilles heel for for uh, Toronto. Really? That would be your biggest Achilles heel? It would have nothing to do with the fact that their quarterback has never been a starting quarterback in the league? He's shown potential before, so he's he hasn't done it in a long period, but he has at least shown potential. Dinwiddie, we know nothing about as a head coach. No. All he's done is been a coordinator. And and do you realize, Christopher, at one point in their career, Mike Riley was a brand new quarterback. Bo Levi Mitchell was a brand new quarterback. Yep. So. Everybody had no was. playing experience, right. so and everybody was exactly. So. And and what did we see? What did we see? What did we see in Winnipeg when they had a rookie president, rookie GM, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback? We saw nothing. They were they were not very good. They were not very good. So I'm no, in Toronto in the same boat. Okay. I'm saying they're putting the pieces together to become a championship team. Good possibility. Is it going to happen in 2021? Ha! I I seriously doubt it. Okay. I'm I'm under a minute left in the show. I'm going to wrap it up, guys. Uh, This has been Let's Talk CFL podcast number, episode number 476. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. And once again, in our off-season of off-seasons, we have run out of time. How is it possible that we can find so much to talk about a sport that hasn't been played in 18 months? Passion. Passion for the sport. 30 seconds left in the show. Say goodnight, Charles. Goodnight, folks. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you next week. William, it's all about you, brother. Goodnight, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Go Owls. Go Owls. Okay, you guys take care, and uh, glad you got the Marcus Crandall plug in there halfway through, and otherwise we'd have to do it right at the end. Always do.